My clickbait title that I worked very hard on has perhaps got you to this episode of WAC. And I hope that is true. Or maybe you've just been a member of the tribe now for a while and have come here to watch me make sense of this point that we are at in the history of our nation. And so it's with absolute shamelessness and my own twisted sense of humor that I announce right in the beginning that I'm going to disappoint both audiences that are listening to this episode right now. So right on top, I'm saying that it is all too confusing for someone like me to make sense of. All I am doing in this episode is presenting the dichotomy when it comes to Bharat and food. Now, don't be offended by my opinion when the truth is I do not have an opinion. One story that captures my feelings right now is, you know, the one about that five blind men touching different parts of an elephant and assuming that the elephant is what they can't feel. So one says it's a rope. The other says it's a pillar. The next guy says it's a wall, etc. You get the point. So if you can see the big picture, why don't you help the tribe out and share what you think on social media? In fact, you can find all my social media handles in the show description. And then don't forget to share this episode too. It could be on WhatsApp or any other social media. Because let's get our citizens talking about the important things. My name is Frisia and this is WAC, a podcast where no topic is off-bounds. Let's all agree that this is about our fellow countrymen and their well-being and try not to bring in any political bias while we suggest ways to help India become great again. So the starting point of all these discussions was that India has slid down the global hunger index to 101 out of 116 this year. And the only people below us are all these countries, Afghanistan, Nigeria, Mozambique and Yemen. According to this index, even Cuba and Bangladesh are above us. Yeah, let that sink in for a second. In the last one year, Cuba has been in the news for so many reasons. And Bangladesh is at 76. That's a lot of points above India. So this is the first point that I would like anyone to explain to me. Now the government has dismissed the report's unscientific methodology. So to understand why they feel like that, let's first just see how this index really works. It operates on four parameters, gauging where the country stands when it comes to undernourished population. This is calculated by the population whose calorie intake is insufficient. Child stunting. This is children who have low height for their age. Child wasting. This is children who have low weight for their height. And child mortality. The mortality rate of children under the age of five. Now, the truth is that I went to our National Family Health Survey and I took a look at its latest data. I went and I observed West Bengal, Telangana, Goa, Gujarat, Himachal Pradesh. And all five reflected that infant mortality has dropped. As a nation, we have done 1-5% to better in these regions as compared to three years ago in keeping babies alive. So the fourth parameter, according to the data that we have spent time and money collecting, says that we have improved as a nation. 
the next point to be noted apparently all the information was collected on a four question telephonic opinion poll that was conducted by gallup and our government believes that it does not reflect the ground reality but the reports publishers deny this and they say that there were other methods involved simple question is ke bhai tu hai kaun aur tujhe kisne theka diya they had a pair of ngos one based in ireland another based in germany and if you go to their websites they have this vague paragraph which is written on who funds them and just because the media is making a hullabaloo suddenly we are supposed to pay attention but if big boss has taught us one thing is that we genuinely don't care about contestants once they leave the house and the media stops paying attention to them so right now we are being programmed to care about some ngos opinion but will it matter in the long run i don't know you tell me coming back to the report india's ghi score has decreased from 38 points which is regarded as alarming in 2000 to serious in 2021 it's come to 27.5 this point might have you confused because according to them our situation was alarming but now it's only serious you might be surprised to know that according to this study india has been actually doing better year on year over the last 21 years So imagine what they thought about us in the year 2000. The proportion of undernourished in the population and under 5 child mortality rates are now at relatively low levels. While child stunting has seen a significant decrease from 54.2% to now 34.7. Yes, this is still considered very high. At 17.3%, India has the highest child wasting of all countries that have been covered in the GHI. But my brain it still cannot wrap itself around North Korea, Rwanda and Burkina Faso scoring better than us. Look, I get it. We are a poor country that is working very hard to achieve its goals, but we're not there yet. If you already think that India is a superpower and every country in the world is going to bow down to our whims and fancies then what to say We have to admit that this trend of undernutrition in India is unfortunately not new and is actually based on our own NHFS data Some numbers are disturbing and they do need to be fixed According to the data which has been used in the index the prevalence of undernourishment in india it rose from 14% to 15.3 thirdly the government argued that the index should have relied on height and weight to assess undernourishment now if you go by that argument and you take information from the nfhs survey of 98 to 2015 you will find that the average height of women has decreased by 0.42 cm and the average height of men has also decreased by 1.10 cm this decline in height was observed across all religious groups caste tribe residence as well as wealth index although i could not find any comprehensive reports about the latest nfhs which was done now for 2019 and 20 i went and i manually scanned it 
and any state that I took at random, you can see that the undernourishment, wasting, stunting has increased in 2019 and 20. Also, our government has launched many food initiatives over the years. A few are like the Poshan Abhiyan, the Eat Right India movement, Mission Indradhanush. But when it comes to allocating money, only 0.75% of our current budget has been allocated towards some of these schemes. While the media is going on and on about how angry our government is, interviews and articles are being published to tell you about this blame game, this isn't the first time that our government has been upset by a report that shows India at a low ranking. For me, in this episode, I want to highlight the dichotomy of Bharat's relationship with food. While we have just seen how undernourishment and lack of nutrition is something that is prevalent, on the other end of the spectrum, India is the world's second largest producer of sugarcane, rice, tea, wheat. And when it comes to milk, we are the number one producers in the world. So, khana khana everywhere and not a bite to eat. Yes, of course, we make our money through our exports as every country should. But we are a culture also of Sharma ji ke bete ko dekho. So, let's give credit where it's due. Because if we look at a country that is number one on the export of all the things I just mentioned and has a population larger than ours, then China has managed this too. In India, a food delivery company like Zomato makes the news. We're ranked at number two in total food production. We're even the fifth largest exporters of beef, something that is banned in parts of India. And yet, malnutrition is an issue. Oh, and by the way, when it comes to wastage of food, as per the United Nations Environment Programme 2021 Food Waste Index, we rank at number two. Meanwhile, on social media, Indian mukbang has become a thing. And if you don't know what it is and the psychological impact that it has on both the creator and the observer, then do let me know because I will make an episode just on that. Shameless plug for all my social media handles once again. But basically, it's the consumption of obscene amounts of food that is unhealthy in every way possible. Like I said in the beginning, it just doesn't make sense. A 21-year-old cricketer makes more in one year than a soldier, a farmer or a school teacher around the world can even dream of making in a lifetime. Sure, demand and supply is an explanation. But I sometimes get confused about our priorities as a human race when I think about these things. What some NGOs in Europe think about my country means very little to me. But if it starts a discussion that leads to healthier children and fewer people going to sleep hungry, then I personally will accept it as a coin that has two sides. The widening gap between the rich and the poor, the unequal division of wealth, these are factors that I have spoken about in my YouTube channel. A large population is a boon as well as a bane. But what use are these numbers if they are not looked after and provided with even the basics in life? Dignity, well-being, food and water. My name is Frisia. This is WAC. I'd love to hear from each and every one of you. I'll catch you again on another episode.
Ciao. Thank you for listening to this episode of WAC. To make sure that you don't miss out on a new episode, subscribe to and follow the show on this app right now.